I get a round of applause for the Lord? Could we shout to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Could we just all raise our hands to heaven? Father, we just thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you for this uh, New Year's Eve 2023, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we're going into the new year full of passion, full of the Holy Spirit. We're going to leave the past in the past. We're going to reach ahead to all those things that you have for us. Lord, we thank you right now. Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every person here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen the weak. Lord, I pray that you would heal the sick. Lord, I pray that you would uh, help people to be able to see you in a new way. Lord, I pray that you would just fill us all with the Holy Spirit in your life. Lord, we thank you that in Jesus' name that we're going to have the best year that we ever had in our life. Could I get an amen? Again, you guys may be seated. If we could bring the lights up, please. Welcome, everybody, to New Hope Community Church. Greater things, our New Year's Eve celebration. How many of you guys here, this is the first time that you ever spent New Year's Eve in a church? All right, we got, can we give them a round of applause for the people whose first time? I can tell you that I had a, a turning point. Um, can you grab a seat, buddy, or go off to the side? Anyway, I <laughs> thought he wanted to give me a help, man. We'll give him a mic. He'll be a preacher one day. Um, so, you know, years ago, I, you know, I got saved. I came from a life where, you know, I really wasn't a Christian. And, you know, I got saved, and God was changing me very slowly. But, you know, I was still doing the things that I did out in the world, still drinking way too much, still smoking things that I shouldn't be smoking, and, you know, just doing all that stuff. I love the Lord. He was changing in me. He was working slowly. And then one day I got invited, and, and my pastor was like, hey, we're going to go, and we're going to go to this church, and that's where we're going to be doing our New Year's Eve. And I'm like, who does New Year's Eve in a church? Like... I don't know, like I'm trying to see where I'm getting invited to or who's having a party or, you know, whatever. And something inside of me said, you know, you need to go. And that year, I spent that night and we spent the night praising the Lord. We spent the night listening to messages. And then we, we broke the, the midnight hour with, a, with just a, a nice meal together. And I can tell you that was a changing point that because I spent that first night giving it to the Lord because I spend that first night with the people of God, the, the trajectory of my whole life changed. So I'm believing that that's going to be the trajectory of your life because you came here and you decided that, you know what, I'm not going to bring my New Year's in like I did every other year. I'm not going to go and be like everybody else and be drunk and, and act stupid and, and everything like that. No, I'm going to spend it in the house of God with the people of God, believing God for greater things. Things. Amen? Amen. So I just want to give you guys a quick rundown of what we're going to do tonight. So uh, we got a, a lot of different worship elements. We have a, a lot of people that um, are going to be sharing some of their personal testimonies as well as songs. So it's going to be a really uh, fun night, and I think it's going to be an inspirational night um, as well. Um, if you, there's going to be coffee in the back. There's also water. If you guys get thirsty, there's a dispenser. Uh, the restrooms are located right in the lobby, right to your left. Or if you were coming in the main doors, they would be to your right. 
Um, and what we're going to do is once we get through uh, a lot of our worship and testimonies towards the, the end of the night, um, I'll be giving a, a New Year's Eve message, and then we're going to go straight into baptisms and worship. We're going to try to catch a live stream, maybe five minutes to 12 of uh, the ball being dropped. We're going to count down New Year's Eve together, and then we have a brunch that's going to be ready for you guys down in the fellowship hall to spend the night and bring the night in. So we're so happy that you guys are here and it's going to be a great night. And again, the, the theme of this, because I felt like the theme of this year was going to be greater things. And of course, uh, that comes from John chapter 14. And I'm going to read that. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, is there anyone who believes in Jesus in the house tonight? Yeah. Amen. It says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that's just such a powerful passage of scripture that, that, that you read it and Jesus is, is he's prepping his disciples for the day that he's going to leave and he's going to be seated on the right hand of God. So that, that whole um, chapter, those, those couple chapters that we read are basically Jesus is preparing his disciples for the time that he's going to get crucified and he's going to leave them. But he's not going to leave them alone. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, he says it's beneficial for you that I go because when I go, I'm going to send the promise of the Father. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. That, that, that you know him because he is with you, but now he will be in you. Something will change. The very Spirit of God will be on the inside of you. And then he says the works that I do. Now think about this for a minute. What are the works that Jesus did? Preach the kingdom of God, right? The blind saw, the deaf heard, he raised the dead, lepers were cleansed. I mean, just amazing miracles, right? Feeding the 5,000 with, with, with a couple fish and a couple loaves, those, those great miracles. And he says, the works that I do, you will do also. And then he said, and then if that's not enough to, to kind of wrap your mind around, then he says, even greater works you'll do because I go with the Father. And I've heard lots of people, they, because it's so hard to believe that you and I could be empowered to do the same works that Jesus did. That you and I could be empowered to preach the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. That's what New Testament Christianity is supposed to be all about. If you don't believe it, don't get mad at me. That's not me saying it. That's what Jesus said. And so a lot of people will try to get around that, and they'll say, wait, wait, the works that Jesus did, great. It, it doesn't, does it really mean greater works? No, it doesn't really mean that. It means that, you know, there'll be more people, and Jesus was only here for, for, for three years, and now there's going to be more people, so more people are going to hear the gospel, and, and so it doesn't really mean the miracles are great. What if, what if tonight, what if, what if in our Christian walk, what if we just decided to take Jesus at his word? 
What, what, if we, what if we stop trying to take the words and, and say, well, I don't, I don't really know it, and trying to not process them through our rational mind, but, but, but allow them to get processed through our spirit to say, you know what, Jesus, if you said it, if you said that the works that you will do, I will do because I believe in you, and I will do even greater works, then maybe I should believe for that. Maybe I should set my mind on that. And maybe if I'm not seeing a fulfillment of that, it's not Jesus' fault. It's not that I should parse the words and try to bring my standards down. No, I should stand on the word of God and believe what Jesus said, that greater works we will do. I believe that this is going to be a year of greater things. Whatever you've seen God do in your life, the things that you believe God for, it's time to believe God for greater things. It's time to believe God for more. It's time to step in to the future and step into the greater things that God has for you. Amen? And then when he, when he goes past that, he, he begins talking about prayer. And he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That I'm going to give you my name, the authority that I have, that, that, that just as, as Jesus walked the earth, he would say, whatever I hear the Father saying, that I say. Whatever I see the Father doing, I do. And he says that the Father was glorified in the Son through the works that he did. But Jesus said now that Jesus would be glorified because the followers of Jesus would do the works that Jesus did. And, and he gets into this thing where he says, whatever you ask to the Father in my name, I will do it. Talking about the power of prayer. What if we, what if we started praying and we started believing God for big things? I've said it, if you come to, to church here on a regular Sunday, I say it a lot. You can ask too small, but you can't ask too big. Because we serve a big God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever dream of or imagine. And I just thought that to, to set our year off right, to, to get our time set off together. And I know for some of us this can be a little bit of an uncomfortable time. But, but, but if you can look to your left and to your right and maybe just cross over in the aisles and just get in, in groups of maybe a, a four or five people and just kind of get into to groups all around this sanctuary. I know for some of you this is going to step out of your comfort zone. But listen, if you can't pray in church, where can you pray at? And prayer is our secret weapon to accomplish God's will here on the earth. So if you want to just come together, just find some people and just begin to, to get together with them and maybe just take turns praying. You don't have to turn this into a 20-minute prayer requests and ask people what's going on in their life, just why don't you just put hands on somebody and just believe God and say, God, bless them. Bless their life today. Give them strength. If they need healing, pray right now in the name of Jesus that they'll be healed and that they'll be whole. Let's take God at his word. Let's believe God for greater things. We're just going to take the next five, ten minutes. We don't want to rush this moment, but just go ahead and pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this night, Lord. Pray that you would bless the people here, Lord. Bless their lives. Maybe some of you are getting a prophetic word from the Lord. 
thank you for greater things. Thank you for divine health in Jesus' name. Thank you for generational blessings. Thank you for every man, woman, and child that you brought here tonight. I pray that they would encounter your spirit in a way that they never have before. Lord, I pray that people in here would know your love. Lord, I pray for a gift of faith. I pray for a gift of faith to, to be deposited in the people here. I pray for supernatural faith. I pray for mountain moving faith. I pray for water walking faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are raising up an army, that you're raising up a remnant. You're raising up a people of no compromise. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would keep our eyes upon you in this election year, that we would keep our eyes on you, that we would not get caught up in the fray, that we would not get caught up in the chaos. Thank you, Lord, for a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to rush anybody's time together, but when you feel done, you can just grab a seat. No rush, no hurry. Don't want to rush this time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, that we are forgiven, that we're blessed. Lord, I pray for signs, wonders, and miracles to be manifest in this church. Lord, I pray for financial blessings for your people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for, hi honey, thank you for houses that we didn't build, vineyards we didn't plant. Thank you, Lord, that we are, we are the lenders and we are not the borrowers, that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath.
nice to come into the house of the Lord and and pray. Jesus said, my, my father's house will be a house of prayer. We're going to have a great night tonight. It's going to be a, a, a really good night. You're going to be glad that you came here tonight. guys believe in God for this upcoming year? You believe in God for big things and impossible things? I, I believe that the Spirit of the Lord wants to just say that maybe there's some of you that you've had a dream in your heart and you kind of gave up at some point. You worked, you were believing, you were striving, and then all of a sudden it just seemed like it wouldn't happen. 2024 is going to be a year of breakthrough. Pull that dream back up off the shelf. Begin to believe God again. And believe God for great things. Because he can make all things new. Blessed are you who are downhearted, tired and weary, and in need of something more. Blessed are you who have had a tough year or season, perhaps filled with ups and downs, sorrow and sadness, misery and mistakes. You are not alone. Blessed are you whose dreams have been interrupted, stomped on, or perhaps just taking too long. There is a new thing right around the corner. Blessed are you who don't know what to believe or why you are here today. But despite that, you keep pushing forward. Blessed are you who are walking through seasons of prosperity and joy. Celebration and hope. For you have found something truly worthy of sharing. You see, sometimes life is just hard, but blessed are those who seek the Lord in the midst of that darkness. For there is hope, real tangible hope found in him. So today, May you be reminded that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. May you know that God has big plans for you. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. May you walk in truth and light so that no matter where you go, you will have a light onto your path. May you find rest free from anxiety. 
And may his love, which is never ending, and his grace, which is never failing, follow you wherever you may go. For he has come to make all things new. don't know me my name is Tay a lot of you guys do know me um, I'm gonna be giving like a little short version of my testimony I know I was just thinking that uh, like last week I was like a lot of people in the church know me but they don't like know me you know what I'm saying well it all started way back uh, I was raised in Virginia I was eight. Uh, never met my mom. I didn't meet my dad until I was eight when I asked to meet him, and he took custody of me from there. Uh, it's been a long, hard life from that point. Uh, I was abused, shattered, broken, you know, all of that stuff. My dad was only really ever around for, like, discipline. Uh, but that's all right. It kind of... I always look at all the bad things, like, this is kind of what shaped me into where I am. This is what started my path to where I am now, you know. I wouldn't know God if it wasn't for all those bad things happening to me. still remember that night so clearly, like, so clearly, just because it was, like, a pivotal moment in my life, you know? Um, I was really just broken down. I was crying hysterically, and he just hugged me and said, 
<laughs> and like I just stopped crying and I was like, I think I'm gonna go crazy. Um, honestly, my brother was my when I became an adult. He was the first person I got an apartment from. You know, I moved in with him. Those were some crazy times for me. I wasn't living for God then. crazy to think of all the things that just kind of flipped when I actually started chasing God, you know, when I started following his word and his commands and the things that he wanted me to do. Honestly, looking back, like I said, I'm not necessarily happy about anything that I've experienced so far. I'm happy that that stuff me how broken that I was and what it's going to get fixed. God, God is the only way, man. The way, the truth, and the life. So I'm going to be performing some tracks tonight uh, from my Have Faith album. My first album that I released, Have Faith, because as a new Christian, the really only thing that I can, the only advice I can give you is have faith. You know, it's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. It's not like you get This song called Sanctify Me, it's about injustice, injustice in the world, injustice in our streets, injustice everywhere. Let's play that now, pray.
way that changes the world that is around us. And most of the Christians that I know, they're sitting around for God to do something. Like, God, why don't you do something about that? Why don't you do something about this? Why don't you do something about the crime? Why don't you do something about everything that's, that's going on? And God is like, I did do something. And today he's seated on the right hand of God. And you might be saying, Lord, why don't you do something about this? And he's like, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you do something about it? Who wants to kill? 
So this next one, James 4.10. Anybody here know the verse of James 4.10? Bible verse. Present yourselves humbly to the Lord, and he will lift you up. This is from a new album that I'm working on. It's going to be called God's Word. This is my interpretation of this verse. You play a trace. Humble yourselves for the Lord, and I promise you'll find peace. Humble yourselves for the Lord, and I promise you'll find peace. Humble yourselves for the Lord. He'll set you free. I'm praising the Messiah for all my days. Thankful for the Lord in all his grace. No, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for his saving ways. Humble yourselves to the Lord. And I promise you'll find peace. I know where I was and I know where I could have been. Matter of a fact, should I say where I should have been? But God had my back, even back when I wasn't here. Even better, yeah, should I say when I couldn't give? All this type of love that I sure as hell don't deserve. If my name was God, I would kick this one to the curb. Glad I came around, cause before I was in the dirt. I'm gonna live 
had to learn a new way to work. Now I know it's wrong, and I know it's right. Switching on my life, gotta live for Christ. Doing bigger things, and we doing better. Give your life up to the Lord, and it'll keep you straight forever. want to take the time to thank God, man. I thank God every day for where I'm at, but it's an everyday thing, you know. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the grace of God and the grace for all the people in my life. I thank God for that. How y'all doing? All right, so I go by the name of Bo. Um, I'm from New York City. Uh, I grew up in the music industry. My uncle was uh, Jam Master J from Run DMC. Um, so I've been involved with music my whole entire life. Uh, I'm gonna just tell you a quick story. Um, I had got myself in some trouble. I was uh, sitting, I, was, I wound up in a jail cell. And when I first walked into this jail, um, I seen this guy, and he was so peaceful, and everything else was chaotic, right? So I walked in, and so I watched him for a couple days, and I'm like, how's this guy so peaceful in, in all this chaos? Um, so, you know, a couple days go by. Uh, he, was a, he was a Spanish guy. He had a you know, bunch of tattoos, and uh, I thought he was a gangster for sure. Um, so I got the opportunity to ask him, uh, how, how is he so, you know, how is he so at peace? And I thought he was gonna say something like, you know, my brother is like a real big gang member and like he run the jail. Um, but what he said was, um, he believes in Jesus and he reads the Bible. So uh, when he said that to me, I was like, uh, yeah, whatever, right? So uh, I was I, I wasn't really trying to hear that. So uh, so later on that day, we you know we go out to um, to the rec area and we play basketball and and uh, he came out there and he said, you know, everybody let's pray, right? And I, you know, my grandmother was a missionary, so you don't tell somebody no when they ask you to pray, right? So I, I said, all right, well, let's, let's pray, whatever, right? So uh, we all get down on one knee. So it's, a, so it's three Spanish guys around. None of them don't speak any English. And, and the one Spanish guy, he speaks English. So he starts praying, and the one guy, he starts crying. So 
So at this moment, I'm, you know, I'm kind of tripping because I'm like, this, you don't even understand English. Why are you crying? But I, now I know why he was crying. It was the Holy Spirit that was that was moving in, in that prayer. Um, so, you know, uh, a couple days later, they split us up. And um, the first thing that I did was I asked one of the CEOs, you know, uh, how do I get myself a, a Bible? Because um, I want to I want to I want to see how I, I can get what this guy has. Um, so I started reading the Bible. I didn't know how to read it. I didn't know if, you know, read it from the beginning to the end or, you know, which chapter. So I just, I would just open the Bible up and whatever was there, I would start at the top of that chapter. And every time it pertained to what I was feeling or what I was going through. Or, so, I, so I knew that book was supernatural. Um, so I told, I told my girlfriend, I said, you know, when I get home, I got to get saved. I got to get baptized. Like, I, I just got to do this. And so I came home and I, and I got saved and and um, my life has been different from, from that moment on. So um, all praises to, you know, Jesus and, and, and God for having his hand on me the whole time. Now, while I was in there, um, I was reading the, the, the King James Version of the Bible. Now, if any of you read that, you know it's not an easy read if you, if, if, if you know what I mean. When you, you read it through, it's, you got they and thou and all of these words that, you know, it's not a very easy read. But for some reason, I understood it. Um, so I made this song here uh, in, that, in that honor. Called KJV. Let's go, uh, Trey. Turn me up. Turn, turn the music up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So in tune with the man upstairs that he speaks to me. I was on my knees with my hands up, so he reached for me. I keep my ears open and I listen up when he speaks to me. I keep my eyes open and I listen everything he teaches to me. Yeah, I was down in the worst way. February was the first day. I was born then, then I was born again. Now September 8th, that's my birthday. I ain't running around here looking thirsty. And the devil, yeah, he try to curse me. I'm a straight thug covered in his blood, so it ain't no way that he can hurt me. Huh? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You get your word and I get mine, but it ain't the same way. It's a lot of Bibles, but the one you should read is the King James. Uh, first off, I'm a son of God. Only one that ain't another God. Wrapped up, you talking shackled up. I mean, he half dead before they come to God. Had the demons in my head speaking to me. All they want to do is tear me down. Then I started praying in the spirit. That's the way you lay a demon down. And I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And you know they'd rather run and see us. Having late night talks with God. You would think my name was Nicodemus. You get your word and I get mine, but it ain't the same way. It's a lot of Bibles, but the one you should read is the King James. Uh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You get your word and I get mine, but it ain't the same way. It's a lot of Bibles, but the one you should read is the King James. Huh. You can stop that, Trey. That was, um, that's King James. That's King James. Um, I'm gonna say happy birthday to my girl's nephew. His, his, name, is, his name is actually King James. Uh, let's get into that next one. one of the first songs that I, uh, that I made when I started doing Christian music. It's funny because I said I would never do it and God had different plans for me. He said, you, you're going to do this. Uh, you ain't got to tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. Up under your disguise, ain't nothing but lies. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect. That's in God's eye. Uh, you ain't got to tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. 
If you can't do it with pride, then it's something to hide. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect, that's in God's eye. I did a lot of wrong, fixed it, a lot of dirt, dished it. Now how you gonna eat from a burnt kitchen? You probably thinking some of my words missing. Because my verbs different, you a Christian. Listen, observe and witness the mission that he put me on, not a trick at all. When he involved, now who you gotta call? You see, I've been sick as a dog, devil been ripping me off. Told him I stick with the cross, then he start flicking me off. Uh-huh, the voices told me I should die today. I ain't listening, all I hear is what my father say. See, my vocals come from the soul, the only truth could be told. This is my testimony and it can never be sold. Huh, that's kind of bold, ain't it? Like wearing a Trump hat, now that's a bold statement. I'm just walking with God, you don't see the gold payment. I was rapping for money, now I rap for soul saving. You get it? Uh, you ain't gotta tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. Up under your disguise, ain't nothing but lies. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect, that's in God's eye. Uh, you ain't gotta tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. If you can't do it with pride, then it's something to hide. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect, that's in God's eye. Uh, don't that lion get tired sometimes? So you tell another one, try to buy you some time. You should quit it, uh, yeah, it's expiring time. I say exactly what I say to inspire the minds, inspire the masses, inquiring times. Wanna know how I flow this fire with time. I just throw on my glasses and then pray for I spit. But don't get it confused, dog. I don't pray for a hit. I just pray for the right words to deliver them quick. There's no need for the smoke. It's no need for the licks. I don't need to be bent. The Holy Ghost to get me lit. You might could fool me, but that's cool, B. Am I losing you from the words I'm choosing? Is it confusing noticing that you're losing? Man, it gotta hurt. And it gotta hurt for hell. So I pray to God one more time, cause it gotta work. Yeah, you ain't gotta tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. Up under your disguise, ain't nothing but lies. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect, that's in God's eye. Uh, you ain't gotta tell me the truth. You can look and see that I am living proof. If you can't do it with pride, then it's something to hide. I'm sanctified, so I'm perfect, that's in God's eye. That one right there, that's called God's eye. That'll be on my new album coming out. Uh, I, this next record uh, is called Paradise. I mean, I used to do secular music and it was just, it was, it was all demonic. It was, it was all for the devil. Um, now I do, this, I do this Christian music and it's all for, for the paradise. It's all just to be in paradise with Jesus. So God, let that one go for me, Trey. Yeah. Uh, we on our way to paradise. Follow Jesus, he will never give you bad advice. The man comes second, I'm right after Christ. I'm just feeling better for my afterlife. Uh, we on our way to paradise. Follow Jesus, he will never give you bad advice. If you had a hard day, you need to take it light. Just cause it doesn't feel wrong, doesn't make it right. You should never trust a heart, it's exceedingly wicked. And that's why I pray in tongues, so I speak through the spirit. Now that my mind is back in shape, gotta work on my faith. So when I talk to God, I mostly be asking for grace. And the fallen world is full of lots of sin. I done took so many losses, Lord, not again. Now R.I.P. the face and my cousin Willis. My homeboy Laddie Lad, man, I still can feel it. I never wanted to worship, now I do that every day. Feed your spirit with the word in each and every way. Hold up. I'ma do my lakumba. 
So do my listen, Melly, Gal, and Bulletin. Now that's a perfect prayer, but I ain't perfect player. See, I'm a work in progress, and that's for certain player. Was out here hurting with no shirt, now I got purpose, player. I found my calling in the church, cause I was searching, player. He answered before you call, he catch it before you fall. But we go one, we go off. If you ain't with it, don't get involved. Huh. He'll answer if you ask him right, all white, on the white horse, riding for paradise. Uh. We on our way to paradise. Follow Jesus, he will never give you bad advice. The man comes second, I'm right after Christ. I'm just getting set up for my afterlife. Uh, we on our way to paradise. Follow Jesus, he will never give you bad advice. If you had a hard day, you need to take it light. Just cause it doesn't feel wrong, doesn't make, hey Trey, let's stop that one. That, that was paradise right there. That was paradise. Yeah, I got I got a friend with me, right? Um, so I met this guy when um, he knew when I wasn't doing Christian music and I wasn't saved, right? Uh, so I, I remember going out to Maryland to his studio, and he was like, "Hey, Bo, I want you to hear some Christian music." And I was like, "I don't want to hear none of that. It's, it's corny. I don't, I don't want to hear it." Um, but uh, that was about maybe six or five or six years ago, and now we here together, full circle, doing Christian music together. So this is my boy Keith. Let's go, Trey. Turn the music up a little bit. Freedom from the bondage, let my people go. I'm K with the truth, I'ma let it go. Man, see me, Lord, I'm ready to go. See me, Lord. I'm ready to go. I hit rock bottom, showed him tough love. Father, wash away my sins, had to send the flood. Holy Spirit in my ear, I had to listen up. Weeding that drink up in my system, I had to give it up. She said she's searching for true love, but she gave it up. Just to run to IG Live, just to show you what. The devil put the pressure on your mind, but hide in the cut. Bible is your weapon, read your words to sharpen you up. There's many things in this world the devil try to offer me, but I step to the plate to lead to show that I'm a new breed. Yeah, in a hood, show love. See me, I'll go. Put them points up on the board for these souls free. I see me, Lord, I'm ready to go. I see me, Lord. I'm ready to go. I see me, Lord. I'm ready to go. I see me, Lord. I'm ready to go. Freedom from the bondage, let my people go. Yeah, I came with the truth, I'ma let it go. I see me, Lord. I'm ready to go. I see me, Lord. I'm ready to go. Lord, open their eyes to see what the enemy got up under his sleeve. I'm on the mission to plant the seed. Got the GOT right beside me, the enemy right behind me. He can track my moves. Yeah, my soul, yeah, it's something to lose. When you're coming out a lot, he can do. We need more deliverance up in the church. We ain't need people in front of the hearse. Gotta repent, get rid of the curse. Gotta be cleansed, come out of the dirt. A lot of spirits, they floating around. Up to you, who you giving the crown? Open your ears to the sound. It's time to turn away. My Sammy, Lord. I'm ready to go. I see me, Lord. Man, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Lord. I'm ready to go. Freedom from the bondage, let my people go. Yeah. Someone let it go. See me, Lord. I'm ready to go. See me, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. 
I pray in the spirit, I'm speaking in tongues, and the revival already begun. Let them demons come, because I fight with the angels for real, so we already won. Why would I run? Because I'll be strapped with the Bible, so what I'm going to do with the gun? Before what's done, if you believe in the Father, you better believe in the Son. This for the King, and all of the change he brings, and nothing remaining the same. I'm on my job, shout out to Tasha Cobbs, I'm trying to break every chain. Here's the thing, Jesus, he came and left, so now we can pray in his name. Don't be ashamed to use it, but when you use it, never use it in vain. See? Send me, send me, send me, I'm ready to go, let my people go, let it go, send me, Lord, I'm ready to go, send me, Lord, I'm ready to go, hey, 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 Trey, so, uh, since since I uh, since I've been in uh, Pittsburgh and Ambridge, uh, had the opportunity to come to New Hope. Pastor Rick, you know he he, he brought me into the family, and I had the opportunity to do music with Trey, the the worship leader. Um, now, whenever he gets his uh, his uh, dancing shoes on, whenever Trey get on his dancing shoes. So we was we was trying to make an um, album for New Hope, but it's kind of hard to schedule it with with, all, with everybody. But we've been working on it. Okay. I'm a lot different from the Omi, yeah. I was down on the ground, and he showed me, yeah. If I get up when I'm down, he gon' show me, yeah. A love that I never known. A love that only he can show. And his promises he always keep. So I pray every night before I go to sleep. And you ain't gotta lie no more. You ain't gotta lie no more. And you ain't got to cry no more, cry no more. He's taking me to glory, 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 glory. He's taking me to glory, 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 glory. I had to give up my life, thought of living right around. Repping Christ, think about all the past things that showed up when the time was right. Only God, me, pay attention to the old me. If you knew me, you don't know me, yeah. Get it right. Put it in my life. Know me tight. Left and right. And in my life. And please. You and me. 
Wow, all the time is right. Lonely, God, pay attention to the, if you knew me, you don't know me, yeah, yeah. Yes. Put your hand up. If you fight in the fight, put your hands up. If you run late, fight, put your hands up. If you wanna receive, if it's feeling you need, if you're ready to win, put your hand up. Cause Jesus is real. What's his name? What's his name? Jesus, 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 Jesus. What's his name? What's his name? You can call on them when you up. You can call on them when you're down. You can call on them here around. You can call on them when you up. You can call on them when you're down. You can call on them here around. His name is Jesus, and he came to free us. He's the Messiah, but they ain't believe him. See, the devil tried, but they can't defeat him. We near the end, so we about to meet him. All of my life, I was wrong. I was a kid, but now that I'm grown, I know the kings, the kings is made for the throne. Glorious is and his alone. I took some wrong turns down a bad road, and I needed prayer. Didn't even know what to ask for, but he was there. Huh. So believe when I tell you I'm safe now. Cause I know in this kingdom I got me a place now. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. If you wanna receive, if it's healing you need. If you're ready to win. Cause Jesus is real. What's his name? What's his name? And what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's you can call on them when you up. You can call on them when you down. You can call on them here round. You can call on them when you up. You can call on them when you down. You can call on them here round. I call on them, put it all on them. Cause when no one's there, I know he's there for me to fall on them. Because he cares, I don't need fear, cause he don't give me that. And if I fall short and the whale grab me, he'll take me back. Look as I give him that, respect and repent. Accept what I did, then leave it in the past. Cause he will forgive. I know I don't deserve your mercy and grace, but I'm so thankful for it. I drop to my knees and scream, I thank you, Lord. Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up. If you're ready to win, keep your head up. Cause Jesus is real. What's his name? What's his name? Jesus, 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 What's his name? One name. One name. One name. One name.
There you go. We got a little, little quick video, I think, that'll be next. And then I'm going to dive right in to speak to you guys. And I'm going to relax a little. In fact, you know what? We don't need the video. I'm going to dive right into it. So, I got some scripture. I got a message for you guys today. And if you were believing for greater things, we got to die to ourselves. I'm going to say that again. If you want to believe for greater things this year, you got to die to yourself. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you just clear my mind and clear my heart as I get ready to speak your word, Lord. Father, I'm doing this for you and only you, Lord. And I just thank you so much for allowing me to just speak and teach your word. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Luke 9, 3, 23 says, and he said to all, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily and follow me. If you want greater things this year and every year, you need to stop relying on yourself and rely on Jesus. Just like we just sang that song, what's his name? Jesus, 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 Jesus. He's the only one that's going to save you. He's the only one that's going to change you. And he's the only one that's going to take you to greater things in this new year. He is the only one. Well, I bet people are back there saying, well, I got four cars, four brand new pair of shoes, 18 guns, four diamond rings. I got my pack of cigarettes today. I got my six pack of beer next to me, and I'm alive. Woo! That's life, right? That's what people think. That's what people think, but you can't make it to work on time. You can't control your anger. You were supposed to have $10,000 saved this year, but you only got 100. Can't keep a promise with your kids. Your marriage not good. Your rent not paid. Gas not paid. Electric not paid. Your health's not good. Your waist not lost, your job sucks, and I can keep going on, but you want to keep relying on yourself. Makes no sense to me. I relied on myself for so long, it just kept going in loops and loops and loops, ended up in the same place over and over and over again by relying on myself. Galatians 6 4. Each one should test their own actions. Then they could take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. You know, some of us need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves. Ask ourselves this question that we probably, in fact, if y'all want to do me a favor today, you know, everybody got cellular devices, pull your phone out, pull your camera up, point the camera right at your face and ask yourself this question. Have you failed you? Have you failed you this year? If I ask myself and I look myself in the mirror, I'm going to be honest with you. I have failed me because I have been relying on myself. I have failed me. I have failed the picture that I wanted to paint myself for the new year because I got so caught up in myself and relying on myself. But we're believing for greater things in the new year, and a lot of us want to keep relying on ourselves and not rely on Jesus. Not rely on the one who saves, heals. Not rely on the one who, 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 who will come and kick down any door, break any chain, heal you, heal you, pick you up, and just raise you like Lazarus. We're relying on ourselves. We can't do that this year, guys. 
We're expecting greater things. We cannot rely on ourselves. Well, as you're looking in that mirror, you're saying, well, I'm a loser. I suck. I can't do anything right. My family hates me. My life has been so bad, it won't get better. But God, why is this all happening to me? And God is saying it's simple. Because you keep relying on yourself. Your pride will take over instantly because you think you're doing good. You think you're doing well. You think because you know all these things and all these things and you know all these techniques and all these different types of, you're relying on yourself and you think you're doing good. But when you fall, you can't pick yourself back up because you're relying on yourself. I'm speaking this message for me because this is me. Relying on myself. Because this is not what I want to do in this new year, as I believe for greater things. Not rely on myself, but rely on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then to realize the reason that we are not winning, we are not winning those battles, we are not getting healed, we are not getting those blessings we've been asking for. Because we keep relying on ourselves, and we're not even realizing that we're doing it. Because we're so caught up in ourselves, and we're so caught up in this world. And without Christ, we would never understand that. James four six says, "But He gives us more grace." That is what Scripture says. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes the proud. But shows favor to the humble. You got to deny yourself in order to gain those greater things that you want. You got to die to yourself and carry that cross like Christ did if you want to be changed and made new and made whole. If you want something different for next year. If not, your next year is going to be like this year. Your savings account is going to be like this year. Your marriage is going to be like this year. Nothing's going to get better. Your friendship's going to be like this year. Nothing's going to change if you keep relying on yourself. James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Just like Tay's song. Humble yourself to the Lord and he will lift you up. Stop relying on yourself. Die to yourself. And humble yourself to the Lord so that you can have the greater things that you want for this year. Let go and let God and get ready for greater things this year, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. fellowship of the unashamed. You have Holy Spirit power. You've leaped over the line of no return. You're a disciple of the one true king. You've made a decision. Don't look back, let up, or slow down. Your past is redeemed, your present makes sense, and your future is secure. You live by faith, trust his presence, and walk in patience. You labor by love and power and are lifted in prayer. 
Your pace is set, way is fast, and goal is heaven. Your road is narrow, way is rough, your mission is clear, and companions are few. Yet you've got to rely on Him. You won't back down in sacrifice, hesitate from your adversaries, negotiate with your enemies, or work for popularity. You won't give up, won't let up, and can't shut up until you've stayed up, prayed up, and preached up the cause of Jesus Christ. You've been bought with a price, made new through the blood, and given great purpose. You are called the chosen, the few, kings and priests among men, set apart in, but not of this world. A light in the darkness, a voice calling out the remnant. You What's up, guys? Hopefully you can hear me okay. So yeah, I'm Evan, in case you don't know. Um, so this is going to be like a tag team testimony thing. I have two songs that I'm going to play. Um, one, the first one is one you guys haven't heard yet, unless you were here closer to 9 o'clock when we were trying to get the, the show on the road. Um, but I think a lot of you guys maybe don't actually know like all of my story, like kind of like what Tay was saying, you might know me, but you might not know like all of my backstory and everything, and so I'll kind of bring you up to current a little bit, and then kind of play a song here, and then I'll invite my lovely wife up to, um, you know, carry on the mantle, but so for me, I grew up in a dysfunctional home, it was like we went to church in my early years, but it was like you know, everybody was like, it was mainly like my parents. There was a lot of just like <clears throat> threats of divorce, like on a daily basis and just like always yelling and fighting and arguing. You dress up and you go to church yelling and fighting the whole way there. You got to play at and act right. And then you got to get in the car and deal with it all again when you get back home, you know, and just like my, my brothers and I, you know, growing up, we'd be like in between our parents and they have to, we have to like pick who we want to go with when they get a divorce and stuff like that. Like that was kind of like the normal kind of thing growing up. And so there was like a lot of, there was never really like peace and security and stuff with that for me growing up. So, but like, I mean, I, I believed in God, but we went to, you know, just because you're Pentecostal doesn't mean that you're like always really just truly led by the spirit. There's a lot of religion and Pentecostal stuff. And so we went to uh, definitely some holy roller kind of religious Pentecostal stuff. And um, I was also a military brat, so we moved around a lot. When I moved to Japan, um, my like we went to church for like a month there, and then we, my dad decided we were gonna take like a family vote, like, okay, if we're gonna go to church or not, like raise your hand. And so my dad was voting to not go to church, and I kind of followed his lead. I'm like, well, maybe we don't need church, you know? And so, and we also got to take a vote on like not going to like Christian schools anymore, things like that, because I kind of was brought up with that my whole life. And so I made the decision like, okay, let me try out this kind of public school, you know, going into eighth grade and like not go to church, you know? And, and so I just didn't really know what I had in for me there and it's just like man middle school is ruthless I mean like it's it can be pretty bad and so I just know there's a lot of bullying and things like that I didn't know anything about culture or anything like that and so it was rough for me in that first year and second year like being a freshman in high school too and I kind of just came to this conclusion like as I went through that that um 
like my parents kind of lied to me about reality because they're dropping a ball on what they said that they were living like raising me up in my whole life you know like okay you're going to go to church right but like do as i say not as i do right and so like kind of like a hypocritical example and then flaking out themselves so i started to just like okay i can't really trust anything they say because they're not really like consistent and then i was going through a lot of you know like issues and stuff with just trying to figure out what was reality and i just felt like i couldn't get that for my family so I was looking for it myself, and I was trying to figure out on my own, okay, what is the reality of life? And I, you know, I kind of became agnostic, you know, because I thought that if we stop going to church, then maybe God isn't real, and if he's not real, what is real? Because I believe there has to be something besides just, like, living and dying. You know, I've just, there's too much folktale for there to be nothing, you know, and so um, I, I basically got discipled by old school rock and roll and Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page was like my idol, if you guys know who that is. And so I was, I was just so excited about that, learned how to play all these instruments and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? Like people aren't gonna pick on me if I'm like, if I'm like really good at something that is considered cool. And so I became like sold out that I was gonna do rock and roll or I was gonna die trying. I was gonna be successful and I was gonna make that be my thing. And so that's what I strive for and, you know, but like opening myself up to all that stuff and getting rid of filters and stuff like that, rebelling against my parents, you know, even though they did have good morals for me and stuff, you know, I, I, things that were like no brainers for a lot of people. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to just not trust what my parents say about drugs. I'm going to see what happens with that. You know, I'm going to not trust my parents about sexual stuff and, like, pornography and all that. I'm going to, like, you know, it's, like, even before drugs, like, I got hooked on to pornography and sexual addiction, and then it became drugs as I started getting discipled by rock and roll and the spirit of the world and all that. And so I just got really put in all this bondage. And, and even with that, like, Jimmy Page was into some, like, dark stuff with rock and roll, you know, and, like, he was really into the occult, and I started really getting opened up to that. And so, you know, next thing you know, I've dropped out of college and all this stuff and, you know, I'll have my fair share of like <clears throat> rehabs and psych wards and stuff like that that usually happens when you have a struggle with addiction and stuff. And, you know, it's just really trying to make it, but it's just, I burned all these bridges with my, with my family and it's just like, I didn't have God in my life. I had, a, but you know, I had a pain, like a praying grand, grandma and grandpa, you know, and my dad, even though he was kind of back and forth with God, um, you know, the one thing he did always was trying to do was just like, God, if you can do something with my son, then maybe I'll actually believe like that you are real. Because he kind of struggled with God because he couldn't quit smoking cigarettes and stuff growing up. And so when he did quit, he was without God and he took Chantix. And so he was like, oh, this means God's not real. So, <clears throat> you know, basically... <clears throat> There was a lot of this stuff going on, you know, I basically exiled myself from my family because of the way I was living and, you know, it's just, I was at a place where I'd opened myself up to a lot of evil, um, you know, I was like literally practicing the occult, like even myself, you know, like I was definitely under demonic delusion and just oppression because, you know, like even my bandmates didn't want to be around me because I was so self-destructive and stuff and everything was falling apart you know like we had hopes of like you know we were signed to some indie record label and there was some guy that played with flogging molly and they were like he was going to take us under and like be our manager and all this stuff and i was actually playing in dc a lot at the time but 
You know, it's just like, it seemed like everything was not going to happen. And the only way for me to succeed with that was to literally like give myself over to some other higher being. You know, you, you hear about people saying they're going to sell their souls to the devil, you know, but like I was already opening myself up with new age practices and messing with the Ouija boards and practicing divination and tarot cards and like weird little things, you know, where it's just like, just not good, not good, but it's like, you know that the spirit world is real and it's like not good. So I was definitely being oppressed with all this stuff. Like I was kind of like doing these weird things and like I knew that like I was being told through these things I was doing that like I needed to wait on something stronger in order to like get what I needed to do to be successful in what I wanted. And so like I was literally like waiting, you know, like, and it was just weird. I could just tell I was waiting for something evil. You know, and like, I just remember like after waiting for a couple hours and stuff, just feeling there was this like really evil presence on the other side of the door at this place where I was living at. And I could just feel that like, it was up to me to like allow this thing in. And if I did, then it was just gonna be very, very dark and evil. And so it's like, I actually was like, no, I can't go through with this. And so I started trying to say the name of Jesus because I remembered all that stuff when I was younger. I'm like, no, I don't want anything to do with this. And I'm starting to like try to rebuke it as best as I could because I wasn't really like, of course saved or anything and you know and so it stopped but then it's like I started having like suicidal thoughts homicidal thoughts like things were trying to just oppress me and like totally like okay like why are you getting away from this this is what you need to do to get what you want and so they just kind of started like pressuring me into like trying to do that and I just kept having to say no and no but it's like they were oppressing me so much that it was to the point where I was literally like going to kill myself I had a like a big old like knife in my room and it was at the point after months of them kind of like eroding me you know in my mind that I was like okay this is actually the day that I'm gonna do it and I remember literally I was getting ready to start counting to 10 and as soon as I started to count all of a sudden I just felt like a shift and a change in the room and I just felt peace and all of a sudden all that oppression was gone and like I heard something inside of me like tell me like you can't die yet you have a purpose to fulfill and that was enough for me to not kill myself. And, you know, I remember hearing about this place called Teen Challenge, which is actually for adults and for teens. They have separate centers for that. And I heard it was a Christian place and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I need to figure out what that voice was. And if that was the God of the Bible, then like I need to figure out that that's him and I need to give my life to him because he saved me and he gave me hope when I was really about to kill myself, you know? And so. A couple weeks later, I end up going into the program, I get accepted, and I'm skeptic, you know, but I came in there where I'm like, you know, God, if you are who you say you are, then like, I know you're going to reveal yourself. So, you know, I went there and like, I, I was reading the word. It says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Knock and the door will be open to you, you know, ask and you'll receive. So I was just really just praying, you know, like they would have like worship and stuff like, like for a service and like all these people would raise their hands and I'm like, God, I'm raising my hand right now. This feels really weird and awkward and I don't understand any of this, but I'm trying to let you know that like, I'm trying to figure out if this is like legit, you know? And so it was kind of like a week of weirdness. And then eventually I just kind of like, as people started showing me the scripture and things started making sense to me about everything that I've been seeing and skeptic about in life, it just really became more and more clear. Not so much that he is proving himself to me, but like he was just showing that he was actually there the whole time, that he was actually keeping his hand on my life, keeping me from death. There's so many times that I should have died, so many times from overdose, I should have been killed by people, you know? Like I was in some bad, crazy situations, you know, when you do the types of things that you do when you're in that type of lifestyle. 
and so, you know, by the grace of God, he saved me, and, you know, he, he gave, he filled me with the Holy Spirit, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's been a journey, because that was back in like 2015 that I first went to the Teen Challenge, and so God kind of used Teen Challenge as a place of like a pressure cooker and a slow cooker at the same time for me, and it's just, uh, you know, there's like a lot of things that he started showing me about myself, because I think when I got saved, I still had issues with like, you know, like I had a good relationship with my dad, but I also didn't have the same relationship as I do with my heavenly father. So like I had his approval until I like made the mistakes with drugs. And then he was like so upset and didn't tell me that he did those things himself. And so he was like rejected me and then I had to like get his approval back. So I had this kind of false mindset when I first got saved that like I needed to kind of like show God that I was thankful and kind of like get his approval and it just took a while for me to like really learn and understand that like he loves me and that I'm a child of God and I'm his son and there's nothing that I can do that's going to change that because I'm born again like he's he's made a change in me by the Holy Spirit and so it's just learning how to walk in that sonship and just knowing who I am every single day waking up and just being thankful and rejoicing and you know like in this world we're going to have trouble but you know we can we can take heart because, you know, we've overcome through Christ, you know. And so that's kind of just, if you guys don't know some of my backstory, that kind of like takes you up to here when about, I think it was three New Year's Eves ago, sometime around that, I came here. So I love you guys. Um, yeah. So this is a new song. Hopefully you have the lyrics here. It's called My Comfort Overflows. It's kind of hymn style, some of you like that. Father of mercies, God of all comfort, and every affliction, you are my Just as Christ suffered, I may have troubles, but my comfort overflows. No matter my feelings, what I Am 
is firm Tell sin there's forgiveness Disease there is healing Show death resurrection This world love from heaven Justice for Christ triumphs So
filled with the Spirit, just fully surrendered to God. And I was like, wow, I need to find out who that is, <laughs> you know? But, you know, we were just friends. We, we started um, <laughs> dating because I recorded um, part of him singing. He was sitting right over here on the floor just playing his guitar. And I was, during a prayer night, I was praying on my knees, and I heard this beautiful sound. And I just hit record on my phone. And I said, if you, I, hey, I'm Chris, and I recorded you while you were singing, and I can send it to you if you want. And I really didn't have any ulterior motives at that point. I didn't. <laughs> And um, so I sent it to him, and then we just started sharing worship music. Then we started talking, getting to know each other. And then he asked me out, and our first date was um, at the Valentine's Day event and at New Hope, and that was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so much has happened. But um, so we, um, we got married, and, you know, pretty quickly we just fell in love. We knew we were supposed to be together, and God really brought us together for a purpose. And recently, a lot of you um, know that I'm struggling with some kidney issues. And, you know, Jesus, it's been a long road. And, you know, of course I expected to be supernaturally healed right away. You know, I was praying, and I was like, God's going to heal me. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be fine. And that was almost a year ago. And I'm now going to dialysis, and I am um, on the transplant list for a kidney transplant. But that doesn't mean that God isn't working. Because Jesus has been with me this whole time. And he's actually walking me through every step. And I'm growing and learning to be dependent on him fully and not myself, as Trey was talking about. And Jesus spoke to me, and he said, your banner, you know, we, we have the scripture that we have a banner. God gives us a banner to hold up over our lives, and my banner is Jesus is with me. And so I go, you know, to my appointments, I go to get blood work done, and I'm, I'm just talking about Jesus, like, Jesus is with me. I just say, Jesus is with me, and I'm, I'm an ambassador for him, going into places where I would never have gone. Praying, being, having the ability to pray, look around and see people suffering around me and praying for them. And throughout this journey, of course, Evan's been by my side. And I'm not the only one going through this. Evan is going through it as well. It's been a really, really difficult time for us. And I was in the hospital um, last January, and Evan came in for a prayer night and was just like, just broken before the Lord was crying and asking the Lord to save me and help me and heal me, and God gave him this beautiful song that he's about to sing, and you know, Evan's been one of the greatest gifts the Lord has given me, you know, aside from himself, like he's given me Evan to walk through this with, to walk through life with, and he has called us um, for two greater things, you know? He's called us to greater things, so I know he's going to get me to the other side. He's gonna get Evan to the other side, and we're gonna be united together, and, you know, I just can't wait to see what God's gonna do. Thank you. Wanna stay up? Yeah. Well, she definitely makes me way better of a person every single day. She motivates me. Um, positively and sometimes you know I'm like reluctant but I'm like you know what I gotta work on that so 
I love you. Yeah. Thanks for marrying us, Pastor Rick. <laughs> yes, thanks for marrying us. Appreciate that. All right. All right. So we just wanted to sing this song. If you guys go to church with us here, you've probably heard it a couple of times. It's called When I Pray. When I pray, I know that you will hear me and I'll be amazed in the way that you answer as I wait. I know I won't be shaken, you'll remain my rock and my foundation. foundation when the trouble comes I will lift you up when my strength is gone I will sing my song when my body's weak it is you I see Who I am to you, then whatever comes. 
Love you guys. The year ahead will certainly be filled with all kinds of blessings and trials, challenges and opportunities. But this year, we are resolved to trust God no matter what the circumstance and to follow Jesus wherever he leads us, to forgive those who've wronged us, and to bless others with the words that we speak, resolved. To pray without ceasing, and to study God's word with diligence, to be the first to serve and the last to complain, to love at all times, to work unto the Lord, and to be generous with all that we have, resolved to cherish the beauty all around us and to spread joy in our community, to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, to live in faith and not in fear, to exemplify humility, integrity, and gratitude, to honor Christ with our time, treasures, and talents, to make a difference with our lives and to give glory to God in all things. This year, we are resolved. Well, it's been an amazing night so far, and I'm just so glad to, I just feel so blessed to be the pastor of this church that's filled with just so much talent and so much, uh, so many testimonies of God's glory. I, um, you know, I, this church, like I don't, you know, you go to some other churches and everywhere you look like it's got the pastor's big head like stuck up in a picture, you know, kind of you know, snugged up with his wife, kind of that word of faith type, you know, uh, picture that, that is always up. And, you know, I never really put my picture anywhere around New Hope. I mean, you can find it on the website and stuff like that. I never put my name on a plaque because this thing was never about Rick Thornhill. This thing was about Jesus Christ. This thing is about a movement of God raising up and multiplying disciples and multiplying people that are going to go spread his word. So everybody who has already talked and performed and gave testimonies to Jesus Christ, thank you guys so much. I love you guys. I'm so proud of each and every one of you. I mean, you and Tay, I feel like like you came here when you're kids. 
And I've seen you guys grow into just wonderful men and women of God. And of course, Trey did come to me as a kid, and I've seen him grow into the man of God that he is. And I mean, Bo, it was just great. And Bo brought his whole uh, friends and family here, and they just did an amazing job. And I'm just so happy. And of course, you know, the trials and tribulations that Evan's been through. I remember when, you know, Evan first came and came from Teen Challenge and came to our bridge transitional home you know I never thought that, that God would do such amazing things through him and so uh, what a blessing it has been for me so why don't we just stand to our feet really quick look you're almost there you almost made it come on don't get tired on me you are here tonight and you're gonna make it tonight go ahead and and just touch your neighbor and say you're gonna make it you're gonna make it come on you got about 45 minutes and you're gonna make it God's got a word for you he's gonna touch you tonight we're gonna cheer some people who are gonna make the decision to go on with Jesus Christ and they're gonna go on to water baptism and we're gonna have some great worship and we're gonna go into 2024 in power all right so you guys ready you guys sit down right and, and you know if you see your neighbor starting to kind of nod off a little bit I just go ahead and I give you that permission to just go ahead and give them a bow in Jesus name like don't leave any bruises don't hurt them but just go ahead and just give them a little nudge and say hey, wake up in Jesus name go ahead you guys may be seated I didn't want you to get too comfortable sometimes the lights start going down and stuff like that and we can get a and then as soon as people start praying we're like okay cool we're gonna pray I'm just gonna try to sleep for like 30 seconds and wake up <laughs> My message uh, tonight, and I'm going to do it really quickly, is just entitled, Fasten Your Hearts to Your Future. Fasten Your Hearts to Your Future. I don't know if anybody in here is a golfer or likes playing golf, but if you have, you've probably heard of the term mulligan. Did you ever hear the term mulligan before? No. Well. Mulligan, Mulligan was a, uh, it, it's just a term that like if I take a shot, so if I have a bad golf shot and I take it and I kind of cut my, my ball off and it goes in the sand trap, I can say, you know what, I'm going to take a mulligan. Now, now it's not allowed in, you know, the official rules of golf, but, you know, a lot of times when you're playing, you know, friendly games, you can kind of take that mulligan. That means that it's like that swing never counted. And it, it kind of, people um, disagree where it came from, but a lot of people say that it came from this guy named David Mulligan, and he was this really rich guy, and he owned the, the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, and when he would go out golfing, he would always, he was like the boss, and so he would take the people from his company, and he would take them out golfing, and when he did a bad shot, he would say, well, I get to do a correction shot. None of them really liked it, but since he was the boss and he was the guy that had all the money that they had to kiss up to, they kind of just had to let him take his correction shot. And they kind of behind his back started calling it, well, when you, when you take a shot and you want to mess up, what they called it a mulligan. 
And so it just kind of caught root and it just kind of spread and we have this thing called a mulligan. But I'll tell you what, I needed a mulligan in life. I don't know about you, but I, I was on the wrong track. I was messed up from the chest up. I was tore up from the floor up. I thought it was cool to sell drugs. I thought it was cool to use drugs. I thought it was cool to drink as much alcohol as you could. I thought it was cool to be violent, to be disrespectful, to be selfish. I thought that that was the way that you got things in this world. I was going down the wrong way track. I was kind of on the verge of divorce, thinking about how it would be to be a part-time dad. And all of a sudden, I got invited one day to just this small church in Moon Township. And, and when I was in there and, and I was watching people get baptized in that water, it was like the light of the Lord broke in that room and just shined down on me and all my pride and all, and everything that I thought that I was was just broken at that point. And I just began weeping before the Lord. And you've got to understand, it wasn't like me to just cry, especially not in public. I was like that guy, that insensitive guy that like would make fun of people if they start, like especially make fun of guys if they were crying and call them babies. But here I was sitting in that front row of the church, the power of the Holy Spirit just hit me and I was just broken and from that moment I was forever changed. I was forever changed. And some of you guys were going into 2024 and you guys are carrying a lot of baggage in with you a lot of mistakes that maybe you have made I don't know if that's the stage monitors if there's a way that you can turn that off um, but you're going into 2024 and, and and you have a lot of mistakes that you made there's some things that you did last year that you wish you never did there's some things that that, that you think that uh, you couldn't recover from let me tell you something god's gift to you is the new year god's gift to you is time that, that that this year coming up 2024 doesn't have to be like last year was God did not leave you, uh, God did not walk away from you so that he could keep you in a mess. God died so that you could get out of your mess. Somebody told me just the other day, I met somebody that I went to school with and he's like, man, when we were hanging out together back in the days, like I just can't believe that you're a pastor now. I would have never thought that judging by your past, but aren't you thankful that your past doesn't define you, that only Jesus defines you? Amen. Uh, some of you should have clapped right there because your past does not define you, it's only Jesus who defines you. If you look way back in the Garden of Eden, right after man fell, right after they, let, they listened to the third voice in the Garden, it says that God sent angels down and these, these angels had flaming swords and they kind of pushed the, the man and woman out of the garden and they were guardians over the tree of life because if they would have ate from the tree of life, they would have lived for their whole entire eternity into a mistake. So God gives you the gift of time. He gives you the gift of time that you don't have to stay stuck in your mistakes. The Bible says that sorrow endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It says that His mercies are fresh 
each and every day that, that, that you can have a bad day, but you don't have to have a bad life. You can have a bad season, but you don't have to have a bad year. There's, there's a gift of time, and, and, and the Lord has a plan for you, and it's plans for good and not of evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. And that's what your 2024 is going to be all about. I want to read a quick passage of Scripture um, from one of my favorite books of the Bible, Philippians chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles with you and you want to turn to Philippians chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 12. I just think this is just such a powerful book because it's so encouraging. If you ever need encouragement, just open your Bible to the book of Philippians. It's only four short chapters, and it's some of the most encouraging words that you can find in the Bible, but it's crazy because Paul wrote them from a Roman prison. So he was in a prison, he was in a bad situation, yet he's writing words to encourage other people. And that just goes to show you that the joy that you have in your heart, the joy of the Lord is not determined by your circumstances. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12, it says, not that I have already attained or I am already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. That in itself is an amazing statement because we talked a little bit about the accomplishments of the Apostle Paul, that he was this master church builder, that he started more churches, raised up leaders. He got taken up to the third heaven, met with Jesus, had an encounter with Jesus personally, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out demons. But yet he says, I have not already I, I haven't already attained what God has for me. In other words, there's more. And there's more for you as well. Because it's crazy because you get some people, you know, they, they've been in church a year and they think they know everything. Can I tell you there's more? If there was more for the Apostle Paul at this point in his life, there's more for me and there's more for you. Verse 13 it says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are left behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. So at this, this powerful couple verses of Scripture, he finishes up and he says, but if you are mature, have this same mind. So if you're mature in the things of God, this should be your mind state as you walk into 2024. The first thing he says, be humble and be teachable. He says, I have not already attained. 
I, I, there, there's more for me to grow. There's deeper places that I can grow in Jesus. There's, there, there's more things that I can learn about prayer. There's more things that, that I can learn about the Word. There's more revelation that God has for me. There's deeper places of faith. There's deeper places of God's love that I can journey to. But, but, but to get there, I need to be humble and I need to be teachable as I walk into my new year. There was a guy who was the founder of judo, and people would travel from all over the world to go and study with him, and he, he, he would give many people their black belts and many degrees of black belts, yet when he died, he said, I want to be buried as a white belt. He wanted to make sure that people knew that although he was an expert, he was always a learner. He was always somebody who was seeking to learn the next thing. So, so Paul says, I have not already attained yet, but then he says this one thing I do, and this is the second thing. He says, I forget those things which are behind. And I'm not going to tell you something that you guys haven't already heard, but guess what? The past is in the past. You have to leave it in the past. There's nothing that you can do about it. We've all made mistakes. We've all wished that we could do certain things better. We all wish that maybe I would have handled that thing better. I would have made a different decision. Well, guess what? This one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind. I can't worry about them anymore. I can't let them weigh me down anymore. I can't worry about the mistakes that I made anymore. I got to forget those things which are behind. I can't live my life looking in the rearview mirror. I got to look forward. And maybe they weren't just bad things, maybe they were good things as well. Maybe I've accomplished some, some good things. Maybe I have some good things going. Maybe I have some successes. Maybe I, I've made a bunch of money. But now's not the time to get comfortable because there's greater things ahead. So I got to forget the bad things and I got to forget the good things. Why? Because I got to reach forward to the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. If, if you go through that, that, that passage really quickly in the Greek, it, it's like as if I'm running and there's somebody running with me and there's like a tape, this is like the finish line, and I'm straining every bit of my body, is stretching and reaching and trying to get for that finish line because I know God's got something great for me. I know He's got a plan. I know He's got a destiny. And it's not over until He calls me home. Every one of us in here should be thankful because guess what? You're here, and there's some people that aren't going to cross over into the new year for whatever reason. But if you're here today, God's not done with you yet. He still has a plan, He still has a purpose, and He still has greater things for you in your future. So yeah, I'm going to be humble, I'm going to be teachable. Because I know there's, there's greater things that he wants to accomplish through me. And I'm not, I'm not going to get hung up on the things that I did in the past. I'm not going to get hung up on my mistakes or my successes. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab hold of the vision, the destiny that God has for me. And I'm going to push forward with that with all my strength. And I am not going to let anyone or anything hold me back from the things that God has for me. Amen? And isn't it a beautiful thing 
that no matter what struggles I had or what I went through, I can say, you know what, that all happened last year. I was, I was broke last year. I, I, I was sick last year. I had a relapse last year. I acted out in my flesh last year. I made a bad mistake last year, but guess what? 2024 is going to be the greatest year of my life. It's going to be a year of breakthroughs. It's going to be a year of turnarounds, and I'm going to keep pushing forward, and I'm going to grab hold of everything that God has for me. I'm going to finish right there, and we're going to bring the worship team up, and we're going to have them bring us out, and we're going to get ready to do baptisms. But before I do that, so if you're, if you're here today and um, you're going to get, you want to get water baptized, this would be a good time for you to, to go and change. Um, if, you, if you need to change, if you're good to go, then, then that's good. But I, I don't want to close out this entire New Year's Eve service with the testimonies, the, the power of God, everything that we have. I, I don't want to close this service out without giving you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I, I don't want to take it for granted that everybody here knows Jesus, but if you've never met Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you never gave your heart to the Lord, you need to have a time and you need to have a place where you say, Lord, I'm laying it down at your feet. The Bible says that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, and our sin separates us from God. And the greatest need we have is to be reunited with God, and there's only one way to be reunited with God, and that's through Jesus, because He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through Him. So if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you can just stick a hand up today and maybe you can go into your new year being a new creation in Christ. If there's anybody here, anybody here, amen. Amen. Could we all stand to our feet? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get changed and these guys are going to bring us into the new year and we're going to go into the new year praising the Lord. Amen. 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 I, I don't know about you, but like when I say that like this year coming up is going to be that I know it's going to be the best year of my life. I'm not, this isn't just positive thinking. This isn't just some rah-rah speech to, to get you excited, right? The Bible says that the way of the righteous is like the rising of the sun, that, that, that the path as I walk with God just keeps getting brighter and brighter each and every day. And so I'm believing that as I continue to draw close with the Lord, that my days are just going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Amen? Amen. You can have the best year of your life. 
You can have the best year of your life. The Bible says that if you put the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, then everything you need will be added on to you. Every need that you have, every issue that you have will be solved. If you simply say, you know what, this is the year that I'm going to put God first. I'm not going to put a business first. I'm not going to be put making money first. I'm not going to put my girlfriend first, right? I am going to put the kingdom of God first. And as I put the kingdom of God first in my life, I will believe and trust that every other element of my life is going to fall into place. And yes, 2024 will be the best year I ever had. God bless you. Take it away, worship team.
So do you want to um, tell us why you decided to get baptized today? Hello, I'm Elizabeth, and I want to get baptized. I struggle with mental health issues, and I would just like to stop struggling with them. Well, right now, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. You are healed of all of your mental illnesses right now in the name of Jesus.
This is my younger brother, Tajay. He is already a Christian. He has already given his life to Christ. I'm pretty sure he's already been baptized. Uh, why he wants to be baptized again, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Probably a renewing and refreshing of his spirit. Got something you want to say? <laughs> Nasante. Nasante, why don't you tell everybody why you want to be baptized? Uh, <laughs> that is enough.
Is there anybody else before we wrap it up? We got about two minutes. We got about two minutes to uh, midnight here till 2024. 2000, chill out, buddy. 2023 is almost gone. Follow this clock. Two minutes. And then after we're done here, after we kind of count down to midnight, give a nice big Lord shout that we make the Jericho walls fall. When, when we hit midnight, I want you guys to shout so loud that you make the devil mad. You make them never want to come to Beaver County again. We're gonna have, we have a, a, a brunch prepared for you downstairs. It'll be right in the fellowship hall, which if you've never been here, you're gonna go right out the front doors, make a left. There's a schoolhouse building right on the ground floor. You're gonna walk in there and just grab a plate and dig in. Here we go, 11.59.
Thank you.